Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the pre-spring spring. This is some crazy weather. We're, we're 60 degrees difference from the coldest we were just a little while ago. That's nuts. Okay, we're going we're gonna to start off, get our things ready as soon as Tracy gets in here. Oh, hey, Tracy. I know. That's all right. We still love her. All right. All right. Now we can start. Let's do so with a prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to learn more about you, to study your word, to speak to each other, to work together, to just look at things and to do whatever we can to benefit your church, to help it grow, help us to always be looking to better ourselves, to improve our Christianity, and to, to be able to just learn more about you, to be able to spread your word, and for people to know you through us. We thank you for this opportunity, this time, and we especially thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Okay. So we ended. I'm going to go back over them just to go back over them. We're, we're, we're finished, for the most part, with the book and the the book, Autopsy of a Deceased Church. We had gone over the symptoms and the responses to when a church is sick. Over very sick. There's a difference. So there's healthy, sick, very sick. And so a church that's sick, the symptoms of a sick church are, there are two that we had listed. Ministries and programs tend to shift inward for the members over those outside. And the second is no real sense of disciple-making taking place. Four responses when your church is doing that is, one, pray that God will open the eyes of the leadership and members for opportunities to reach into the community where the church is located. And they said this specifically, leaders and the members. It is not just the elders, deacons, preacher, office staff's job. We are all out there. We're all preachers. So it's our job to reach out in the community. Number two, take an honest audit of how the church members spend their time being involved. I had said, are you a Sunday morning only member, Sunday morning in Bible class, Sunday Bible class, Sunday morning in evening worship, Bible class, both morning night services, you get notice? And Wednesday, but no activities aside from services or class. Do you help with services? Do you help with Bible classes? Do you qualify as a deacon? Are you unsure? But don't ask to clarify if you are or not because the answer just might be yes. Number three, take an audit of how the church spends its money. Is it primarily internal over community external? There should be a balance. And make, make specific plans to minister and evangelize your community. I had said that our church here actually has some of these symptoms to a degree, but that has definitely changed. We, are, we have a different mindset, I think, than we did a few years ago. COVID doesn't necessarily count because nobody was here. There was a panic. It was a bit of a, no one knew which way was up or which way our compass was going. How are we going to do this anymore? And there's a lot of questions. So uh, uh, nobody had those answers. And people were making up as we went because COVID wasn't a thing we've ever dealt with like before. So, okay. 
symptoms of a church that is very sick. Significant decline over the past 10 to 20 years. Prolonged times of apathy. The church is not known in the community. New members are few and far between. The church's good old days are 20 or more years in the past. Four responses to a very sick church. One, the church must admit and confess its dire need. As we said, and you said in CASA, we said in any AA meeting or anything like this, the first step to fixing a problem is admitting you have one. So the church has to, they have to uh, admit and confess that it's a dire need that they're in. Okay, that sounds, makes sense. The church must pray for wisdom and the strength to do what is necessary. I am, I am, I, I'm a, I'm a svelte 245 pounds. I feel, I feel I need a wide angle lens to, to, to catch me in the streaming camera. I don't like it. I want to lose 35 pounds. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to not eat what I want to eat. And I don't want to worry about that. I just want to have it magically go away. Right. Good luck. Right. Wishful thinking. Thank you. (laughs) For those who can't hear, I'm being ridiculed horribly right now. Well, first off and foremost, it says to pray. All right. So that's what we need to do. Lord, make me, help me to be a thinner person. Help me to be more fit. Help me to, to do well on this test. Okay. So is God just going to give you the answers? Is God just going to get rid of the weight? Is God just going to make my lungs you know, able to run more, faster, better? No, he's going to give me the, the, the desire to, okay, plant the seed in my head. You need to get up and go, go run. Get on the treadmill. Get on the elliptical. Do something. Get away from that Snickers bar. Blah, blah, blah. He's not going to just do it for you. There's some work that has to go into it. The church can want to change. People want to do a lot of things. What do you have to do to do it? You have to work. All right. The church must be willing to change radically. If you're sick with pneumonia after letting a cold linger forever, an aspirin is not going to fix the problem. It's going to take something of some substance. The change must lead to action and with an outward focus. Basically, you need to become more or less a new church with new ideas, a new focus, and a new agenda. What you once were is not working anymore. Does that sound right? Does that seem plausible, logical? It doesn't work anymore, so why am I going to keep... What's the, what's the, uh, it's, uh, the definition of... Uh, is it chaos? Insanity. You, the doing the same thing over again, expecting a different result. Why, why would that work? It may have worked then. Stuff that we did back then, yeah, it was fantastic. Life is different now. It's, society is different. So, something to consider. We suffer from some of those. We've suffered from some of those. But as I said before, it took a while to get sick. Years, decades potentially here. It's going to take a little while to fix it. If your mindset isn't changing, say, okay, we do now have to go and consider X, whatever that may be. Okay? 
and then implement that and then maybe do this. And, you know, we're doing streaming now. We're trying to reach out to people that way. The website is a major factor we have to consider. So let's start doing things in an electronic age. And how can I reach people? How do I knock on an electronic door? Make sense? Door knocking is a thing. It used to work. It was a big deal. Not so much now. I, I want to know who's ringing my doorbell and they better have an Amazon FedEx or UPS logo. FedEx, I work for them. But I don't want to talk to somebody. Hey, can I share the good news about Jesus Christ? No. No solicitors. No saving. People don't want to hear it that way. They have to be willing and wanting you to be on their doorstep. So, okay. This church, I believe personally, we're acknowledging some things that we need to change, and we're doing those. I love it. We are, 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 there's something about, there's a different electricity in the air. I hope you're all able to feel the same thing I am. I've done a lot of drugs, but I don't think that's what it is. I really believe there's a change going on. Okay. So let's get over that. We're done. The autopsy of a deceased church is over with. We've thought about that. Here's the symptoms of things that are going poorly and it's not, you know, not looking good, etc. How does a church become a welcoming church? What do we do for that? What does that look like? So I will confess, I've stressed myself for weeks over this class because this topic isn't one I've enjoyed. No one likes to talk about it. You don't, want to, you don't want to hear what's wrong or how things are going poorly. You want to, let's talk about the good stuff. Okay, but if I don't pay attention to the bad, then it can exacerbate and become really bad. And then things really go south quickly. However, nobody wants to talk about it. But as I wrote a very clever statement here, I'd much rather talk to someone while alive as opposed to about them at their funeral. Can you agree with that? Let me, let, let, let's talk about this thing that's bothering you and hurting you right now. Stop that so that it doesn't kill you. And then I am saying, sure wish they'd done this. Okay. We want to be an outreach church, like we're instructed by God. Romans 15, 7. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Out there on the corner, people are driving by. Welcome. Christ loves you. It's a thing. They do it. There's the, corner, there's the, the, the street corner preacher. Who likes to have a juicy bit of information? And I don't mean gossip. Who likes to know something that they can share with somebody? It's like, hey, did you all know there's $100 taped under every chair in here? What, what? That would be fun to say. There's not. If there is, it's mine. I dropped it. In my job, when I was in, mor in the mortgage industry, I went through... <laughs> Don't, this may sound a little creeperish, so I apologize. I went through every member at church here's residence history on the municipal tax guide. <laughs> I know, this guy's a party guy. 
I looked to see if anyone and everyone were taking advantage of the residential tax exemption that you're allowed. Is everyone aware of this? Great. All right, I'll be calling some people. Then there's a senior exemption you're allowed to have. Two. You can drop, you can drop $225,000 off of the taxed value of your home. Did everybody know that? Jerry, did you know that? <laughs> did you know that? Pat knew that. If I came up to you and said that, which my aunt I told this to when she turned 65, and she could not believe that I, it, the value of her account at the time, I wiped off, it, I didn't do anything. Here's the form to sign, got rid of all of her tax debt that she would have owed for the year, it just went away. She was not unhappy. We have information that God gave us that we can give to people that says, oh, by the way, this isn't the end. There's something better. I want to share that with you. You know how you're stressing and worried about COVID or taxes or trying to make your mortgage or your job or whatever? And we're all going to stress over stuff like that. But guess what? That won't matter one day. And when all that stress has just gotten up to here and you're able to sit there and go, if only I could get rid of this and give it to somebody. And Jesus is like, hey, and I want to tell you about it. That's not nice. It's not $225,000. It's a little bit better. I like it. That's what I want us to share. It's kind of like the meaning of life, literally. What is the meaning of our life? To live here and finally get there. That really is the meaning of life. If you don't agree, we need to have a talk. That's what it is. Hebrews 13.2, what we're supposed to do is do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For thereby, I love this one, and it's scary too, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Have any of you helped somebody on the side of the road? Has anybody given somebody a jump start? Has anybody, Helen has. Has anybody helped somebody who needed, you know, they're, they're the ones, it's the walk of shame with the gas can. You, you find a car with flashing lights and someone's doing this. I've never done that. Once. Ever picked him up and helped him? Ever had a gas can in your car? I actually had one. I gave somebody half of a gallon of gas, but it was enough to start the car and get them to the gas station. They may have had wings and you didn't know it. We want to be the helpers. We want to be sharing good news, good things, goodness. And when you stop their car, it's 10 below, they're walking. They didn't put on anything more than flip-flops. And they have on a hooded sweatshirt. And it's half a mile to the gas station. You are a savior. That's some good news when you stopped. And your car was warm. put on here, how shocked will you be? This is going to be kind of fun. I mean, heaven's going to be awesome, right? We already know this. But think about this. Little little things that you've done in your life, and God's going to make sure you go, hey, I saw that, by the way. Oh, yeah, here's the guy with the gas can. And insert angel's name here. Come on, he goes, thank you for picking me up. Won't that be cool? I mean, come on. It's the simplicity of heaven, but that's the cool part of it. God does things here. 
He sees us 24-7, 365, until you finally die. Everything you did, bad, but also good. That's what I like. And then we're going to help each other. We're going to lift up each other, especially those who aren't in our brotherhood. Let us each please his neighbor for his good to build him up. That's what we do. That's what we should do. Do you like being around grumpy people? Anyone? Favorite of mine. I really enjoy it. Do you like being around? Stop. Mike does. Do you like being around people that are some people? Some people are, are well, some people can handle about you know thirty minutes of me and then they're done. Fine. But some people are just too much. Or too, but a generally happy person, somebody who's smiling, who's not always a grumpelupagus, black cloud, whatever. Jerry. So. Doesn't? I love Jerry. You don't want to be around those people, but you want to be around the pleasant people. So if we're pleasant, people like us, we're smiling, we're happy, we're excited, we're whatever, people tend to, are attracted to us. Just a thought we need to consider. So I'm asking this question. I really want to know thoughts, yes or no. You were to speak to each other. Would you say that our church was a friendly church? Helen, you don't get an answer. All right. Yeah, I mean, some people are like, eh, I don't know. I would think we are. Helen has already told me her answer, and she thought we're a very friendly church. I don't know who she was talking to, but. Sure. It's not a 24-7, but I think... On the average, we are. Okay, we can, we can drop that ball, and everybody can. Even the, even the happiest people I know, tend to, they, they can have a bad day. So, you, there's a stub toe somewhere in their life, promise. And you know what? I'm pretty sure their blood re- bleeds red. They're human, so they're allowed. Overall, on the average, more often than not, this is a friendly church. I think it is. That is good. So, dark in here. <laughs> Helen, I have you in my notes. <laughs> Helen answered this question from her perspective a couple weeks ago. She felt it was a friendly church. So many people from any church you go to might say they're a friendly church, but a newcomer might disagree. Why do you think the one member feels they are and the newcomer feels they're not? That's actually a question. Well, who do you talk to? Do you, do you know anybody in this church? Nope, nobody else. Yeah, first day. I'm going to be friendly to people I know. It's easier to do that. I, I, already, I already know I have something to talk about with Mike Schoonmaker. I know it, something about Tracy, you know, probably in her birthday. <laughs> um, you know, I can talk to Jerry about anything just to annoy him but I know people so it's easy to do it's fun to do I can be I'm friendly I can talk to people hey how's it going court how's your how's your going the newcomer if you're if you're not used to talking to people if you're not able to just walk up and say 
I don't know how to start a conversation with you. So then I avoid you. It seems less friendly. I'm a pretty friendly person unless I don't know you. Then I'm going to avoid you like the plague. It is a learned habit. So Tony's got it down to a science. He's like, hi, how are you? Got the biggest smile, big warm handshake. And I actually feel welcome. And I'm like, going, I've known you for a long time. It's nice. I'd like to, I'd like to know how he does it because he's smooth about it. Okay. Everybody's heard this phrase. You have one shot. I'm not going to go M&M on you. One shot to make a good first impression. You think that's true? You really only have the one shot? I think you do. Now, if they're a bigger person, they are forgiving people, anyone of the the first impression was horrible, I'm going to give them another shot. Fine. But what if they don't? So then we need to put our effort into that first impression, whatever that may be. Be pleasant. Don't walk by the person. At least say, hello. Are you visiting? Yes, great. We're so glad you're here. That was something over nothing. That was pretty superficial even. It's it's standard, but it's something, and at least they don't feel like they were ignored. That's a problem. Whose responsibility is it for newcomers? It's the greeters. Judy's. It's everybody's. But who's, who's do we give the responsibility to? Who do we give the responsibility to? Tony, Stephen, the greeter, deacons, Tom Seibert. Anyone, anyone else but me. <laughs> That's really who it is. <laughs> That's not a wrong statement, though. Somebody's going to do it, I'm sure. Somebody who's more talkative or more chatty Kathy, right? Where's Russ? He's going to talk to him. He will annoy the fire out of them, but he's going to talk to him. Don't assume that's ever going to happen. Make that first impression and make the, make the, make the effort to say hello. All right. Oh, well, hi. You found a friend. Uh, we need to help train each other to do that, like you said, because I, and I did, and I'm, this is not me being negative. This is just a fact, and that is that for like six months, I sent out a, a greeter schedule for people who said they wanted to be a greeter, and like one out of ten show it would show up to do it or even look at the schedule. It, and I don't, and then I would get frustrated having to chase people down. So I, what I'm saying is, let's help each other with that because it's huge. It, it's it's a, I personally think it's a very important aspect of our becoming a more. Um, welcoming church, and but we need we all need help to do it, right? Okay. What does it look like we, to we be really a greeter? We really try to do. We really are trying. It's just not working for whatever reason. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. We, we've had a several of those that have tripped on the starting line. We just couldn't get it off the ground. It just wouldn't go. So it's one of those. I mean, it, it's easy to say, "Hey, let's start this greeter," for example. All right. And I actually sat there. I had a, somewhere I have a greeter pin. I think it's in my box in the back. It says greeter. What am I doing? Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. What was that? How much warmth did I just kick out? Jerry's really good at this. I'm actually going to give him a compliment. He'll sit there and say, hi. How are you? Are you visiting? Yes. Who are you visiting? Where are you from? Do you like to play golf? 
He is. He's exceptional. He is not shy. Well, we know he's not shy, but he's not shy. He's very conversational, and I love it. I've actually taken a few tips of just that, like, okay, I can ask him that. I, I will always appreciate that about you, Jerry. That's what you get for the year, bud. Then you're, you got a target up there. Ask the question. It's like, okay, Jerry, I don't know how to talk to people. Mike, Scootmaker, how are you always so nice? Mike and Bonnie, you guys are just too cute. If you don't ask, look at them. What do they do? How can I do this differently? What is the world's, you know, some people are introverts. They just don't like talking. It's not fun. Some people need, need you to talk to them. Yes, Jerry. Hey, Russ, can I tell you, tell you a story? Oh, I want to hear the story. Uh, about, oh, roughly 40 years ago, 40, 35 or 40, 45. I can't hear you. 45 years ago, something like that, we, had a, we, had, we were quite large then, maybe 500 people. Okay. We had a greeting program. And a fella came in, uh, and I remember, I remember seeing him. And I don't remember if I said hello to him or whatever. I was out front doing something. And it turned out that he was a columnist for the newspaper. And he wrote an article about our congregation. And, and this guy from Kentucky wouldn't talk to me? It was, a, it was generally a favorable uh, report, yes. But he ended it by saying that we didn't seem to be very friendly. And that really, really bothered me because we had, uh, at that time, a lot of people out front greeting people. Now, he, he might have gotten through the cracks somehow. I don't know. The one guy we miss is the reporter. But the one sure. guy that he really wanted to, to have a, a good report from, we missed it. But even though we did have a lot of people greeting people, you still miss some. And there are some people who will come in. I'm not saying they sneak in. But they, they don't really stop at the, in front, and, and they'll, they'll come and walk right by you, just say hello, and then come find a seat and sit down. And as soon as amen is said, the last amen, they'll get up and, and leave. Uh, and, and then they'll say, well, that wasn't a friendly group. But, but there are some people who really don't like to be pointed out. Sure. They're uncomfortable saying, oh, where are you from? Uh, Tell us about what are you doing here? Why did you come? And all that kind of thing. So there's there's good things and bad things about uh, the greeting program, but it, it's a generally a good program. Agreed. Uh, and not, it's really not a program. It's just a Christian activity. Agreed. Let's just yeah. Say it that way. It's what we're supposed to do. But you mentioned about uh, angels unaware. This guy had to be a columnist for the newspaper, and it did not uh, turn out as well as we wanted it to. Well, I understand the devil, the devil had angels too, so. So to that point, okay, I can agree with that. You may not like to talk to people, but sometimes our guests don't want to be talked to, right? I mean, this is a, I'm kind of an introvert. I feel strongly I need to come to church. I want to worship. I just want to talk to God, not you. Don't you think so? Sorry. <laughs> 
Don't you think, though, just as God gave us all gifts, we're not all meant to be that extrovert person, and that those of us, we all need to try, and I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm just saying that it, 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 we're all good at different things, and, you know, the, the, the You're right. Good. I didn't really think it through. I don't want, <laughs> but I don't want people... <laughs> To, who are so introverted, who are working hard for the Lord to feel like they're a failure if they don't do that one thing, if it's just not in their bag. You know what I mean? That's 100%. All I mean. That's all I mean. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I, I can agree with that. That's, it may just not be your thing. So don't, um, don't force it, but be, leave it as an opening. Be willing to try. Okay. I'm sure you've all either, everybody here has visited another church down in America or elsewhere, yes? How many of you have enjoyed and endured the stand and greet moment? Huh? That's a good time. That's a great time. You're the, you're the people, not only that, it's the, the it's the, all right, we can do our 30 seconds of stand and greet, whatever, and make sure somebody says hi to the Alaskans right here. Like, hey, pleasant, the white people, in, in, we're in Florida, everybody's browned out, and we're like. So in 30 seconds, though, hey, sir, how are you doing? Good, good to meet you. Where are you from? Who are you with? What are you doing? You, you all right? Good health? What? Okay, and we're going to sing. That was awkward. That was, that was also superficial. They have to try and answer things. He may not be an extrovert, willing or wanting to talk. So the statistics on that standing greet... They put this out on social media to a thousand different people in different congregations all across, and the majority of people hate that. Mike has something. In the process of doing that, two things happened. person hates being singled out like that, but it also made them feel the whole thing was forced. Make sure you say hi to people. It's like, I don't like them. I don't want to talk to these people. It felt forced, because if you didn't want to do it, and they told me I have to. Yes, sir. The, the best meet and greet is, is not at the door. It's when you're sitting and it's time to leave and everybody comes up and surrounds you. That's the, that's the comfortable meet and greet. So you're visiting a church. Instead of grabbing you at the door, they grab you where you're sitting and they gather around you and everybody starts talking to you. That's nice. If you want to be talked to, though. <laughs> well, what we just said, someone's trying to get, they just want to get out of the door. I want to talk to God, not you, and I'm gone. That's, that's something they have to worry about, work on, or otherwise. And us trapping them, and you know, the person's there, and you're like, and they can't get by you until they pull like a football move. Then it just gets awkward and weird. It's going to go both ways. Read the room, but at the same time, it may not be somebody who's, who's willing or wanting to receive your, your accolades, your friendship, your anything like that. Let them get to know you. They may just not like the color of your shirt. Who knows? Yes, sir. I remember locking the doors and then no one, no, just kidding. So, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's important. Book, chapter, and verse. <laughs> it's important right. to be natural, and, and you're right. And when each individual member can make a concentrated effort to ensure that they, you know, seek the room, search the room, if you will, and find someone you haven't talked to and say hi to them before you go to your normal group. You know, that could be a good practice that we all could do every Sunday is that I'm going to make sure I say hi to someone 
whom I haven't said hi to, especially if it's a visitor, before I get into my comfort zone. And that could also prove to be very helpful. We try to, from the podium, say, okay, let's take a minute to say hello to your neighbor. And I mean, that's great, but wouldn't it be better if it was natural? Yes, yeah. Or as Robert Chase would say, fellowship. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I loved it, but still scared me. Um, but that is a, that is a, a very good point of there. Okay, something out of the norm is like, okay, I like, the, the, in the book I was reading, they call it the holy huddle. You go to those in church, you know. Ten few, you, you know I look over and I'm saying, oh, so where's so-and-so? And they're going to be with these four people. It's just a given, right? Usually. Make a touch of somebody you don't or haven't talked to or like, oh, I've, I've seen them a two or three times here before, never spoken to them. Let me make sure I go and say hello and then go talk to whomever you would normally. That may just change their day entirely because I've never talked to you either and I really enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. Sometimes a high really does something to people when you sit there and just You've never spoken to them, and they knew that. They know that who's, who hasn't, hasn't talked to somebody. And if you finally do, they'll remember that. It's be something they should notice. Okay. Still can't read this. All right. Oh, no, I need the glasses. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we go to... We're going to a, basically the, the equivalent of a seminar. And the, you know, I would go to real estate seminars and whatnot, mortgage conventions. It's a good time, let me tell you. And on one hand, the goal of my being there was I was trying to listen to different lectures. We go to church, we're wanting to listen to a sermon. Um, I'm listening to lectures, I'm watching slides, I get information overall that I can use for my business. Okay. I get a focus. I can use that for my spiritual business, my business. I listen to the prayer. I'm praying. I listen to the sermon. That's my business. I'm a patron, so that's what I'm going for. But if I just went to that seminar, I'm in a, I'm in a room with 500 professionals in the mortgage and real estate industry. And all I did was listen to the guest speaker. I took the PowerPoint, the, 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 the flash drive. I got that information from the lessons and the lectures. I got the spreadsheets. I have the gift bag swag from the few, few people that gave it out. And I didn't talk to a single person there. What did I do wrong? I have 499 potential people I can interact with through my job. A real estate agent is gonna give a mortgage guy a client. I can give a real estate agent, somebody who's looking to buy and they need someone to find a house. I can give this title person, make a connection with them so they can help me when I have a problem there. The real estate attorney can help me with, so what is different about being at church? Who does different occupations here? Everybody has or did. Do we not have a way to interconnect with each other? And through those, different things. Like I may have someone come and then I said, oh, I know how to do X. And they go, well, I'm looking for someone who can do X. And will you help me? And then we're interacting there. So now I've made a connection outside of church for my brother and sister in church. And then, oh, you know, so-and-so's into that too. 
blah, 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 likes quilting. So-and-so's into this. Some people like lawn maintenance. Somebody else, anybody else enjoy golfing besides Jerry? Anyone else like to fly? Whatever. Learn here about God. Express our love for him. Listen to the sermon. Listen to the classes. Interact. Learn more about your Bible. Pray. Interact with God. Get a stronger growth there. And then interconnect with the people that are here. It can't hurt you. You're going to grow yourself. That's a big deal. Okay. The website of any business these days, these days, and you can agree with me, we talked about this before, the website to a church, to a business, to a school, to a restaurant. That's their new front door. Do you guys agree or disagree? You have to agree. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. Unfortunately, I, I, it was cute. We went out, had dinner on Saturday. And my wife says, I'm going to go see what I'm, I'm going to go look up their website to see what I'm going to have. I like to show up and be surprised because I want to be under pressure. After I get my drink order, I'm like, okay, uh, she's coming right back. Um, I don't like salmon. Uh, nope. She's already figured it out. She's combined this, put that over there. I'm going to have this first. Then I'm going to go with that over there. Done. Your website to any business, any entity, any whatever is the new front door for your new clientele. Millennials and whatnot, that's where they go. Our church has a website. Did you know that? How many knew that? All right. How many have looked at it? (laughs) Not as many hands. I am challenging you, asking you to, and I really am. Please, sometime this week, within the next week, look at our website. Use our website. Go look at stuff. See what it tells you. See what it doesn't tell you. And I want you to give feedback. I'll tell you this. It was, what, a month ago? Our website still had COVID uh, specifics on it. We hadn't updated that. We thought we did. It just hadn't been updated. Do we have? Uh, uh, do we still have Robert Chase on as our elder? We don't. Do we have current information? Do we have? Is it easy to maneuver? That is what. If that's easy and, they, and it's easily maneuverable and people like it, guess what they're going to want to do? If, it, if, it, if the website puts them off, they've already got a bad first impression. That's kind of now our new first impression. I just thought of that. Sad scenario, but it's something. But so please, I'm truly asking you, if you don't want to sit there and say anything, tell me, and I will relay, and I won't tell them it was you who said so for $5. But, and be sure to register for the ladies' retreat when you go on it. <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> okay. All right, so in that survey that was done on social media, he had, a, he had a, the, the author had listed a bunch of questions he asked people that, who were willing to answer, and these were the top items visitors had that kept them from ever visiting again. The first 10 minutes after arrival, they were ignored or avoided. 
No one introduced them or even asked them to sit with them. Something so small as to invite to sit with them makes a big difference. How many in this room have a scriptural seat in this auditorium? Oh, you can't see it. A bunch of hands went up. If I was going to go look for so-and-so, where would I look for them? They're over there. Where's Russ? Over there. You know it. It's in, in the book, I, can't, I'm not gonna, I have no reason to believe he was lying. In the book, someone sat over here and whoever, not literally here, in the, in the seat and the person who normally sits there says, you're in my seat. That's the opposite of a welcoming church. Marilyn's had it happen. And she said, tough, bring friends. Yeah, talk to Jerry. He's the guy on the golf course over there. Marilyn's had it happen, and I don't think she's lying. People have just this idea that this that's where I'm sitting. Guess what? This is everybody's. You don't have a place. We share. Learn to share. All right, that was the first bell. I'm not going to try and push it any further than that one. Uh, we'll finish off a few other things on there about things that didn't go so well. I'm dead serious though. Please, 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 please go on the website. Look at it. If you'd like it, great. Tell me what you like about it. If you don't like it, tell me what you didn't like about it. Tell me what you would want or need different that would help you. And what I can do, meaning we, what can be done to make it more appealing, more efficient, and easier to maneuver through. Okay? That is all. Have a great one, and we will talk to you next week.